Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 36. So today's episode is a little different than our usual. Well, I said that last episode too, but that was definitely different. But this is even more different. So this episode, um, we are excited to have uh, a guest on our podcast. Um, And today's guest is Kenyatta D. Berry. And you all might know Kenyatta from the Genealogy Roadshow. She is one of the co-hosts there. And she has a new book out, The Family Tree Toolkit, which is a fantastic resource for beginner and really all genealogists. It's, it has a lot of information in it. And we're going to talk to her about that today. Um, Kenyatta's love of genealogy and her passions and her expertise lie in African-American genealogy and slave ancestral research and in DNA. And she is um, very knowledgeable in all fields of genealogy as a whole. So we are really excited to have her as a guest. But first, but first, we must get to our wine because we have priorities. That's right. That's right. What is our wine? We love today? genealogy, but we also <laughs> love our wine. So today we are featuring. This is actually. Um, a wine that one of my colleagues at work recommended. Um, she's also a genealogist, so I figure, you know, oh, she, she loves what it. She's talking exactly. About. She knows what she's talking about. So this is one that she goes to um, after a hard days researching. Mm-hmm. It is a uh, Pinot Noir from the from Oregon. Okay. So I I love the Pinots from Oregon, Washington. This is from Willamette Valley. It's called Cloudline. Um. And it's available, readily available, um, nicely priced. Um, It's by Dreyfus Ashbury, and it is a very ruby red, deep cherry and berry notes with a really nice finish. Good. So um, there's a a red. We don't do reds very often, but this one is really nice. But that was a good one. All right. So let's talk to Kenyatta now. Well, welcome to our podcast, Kenyatta. We're so happy to have you here, and we are excited to hear all about your new book, The Family Tree Toolkit. Well, thanks for having me. Um, I'm excited to talk about it. It's my first book, um, A Labor of Love. Congratulations. And your genealogy, you are in this book. Yes. You have used your own experiences Mm -hmm. throughout the entire entire book, which is great, Mm -hmm. because that's something that our listeners have always wanted is, you know... We understand, you know, you, you, you tell them this is what you need to do, but showing them mm-hmm. through example, you know, yeah. it really is a, I, a nice resource. And I think that was important for me because it is sort of when you're writing a book like this, a how-to book, you don't want it to just be go do step by step by step by step. You want mm-hmm. to kind of make it personal. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had something like this when I started 20 years ago mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. guide me the process because mm-hmm. you both know doing genealogy can be overwhelming yes. when you start it. Absolutely, yes, yes, yes. So, why? How is your book different than like the source or mm-hmm. the red book? Right. Both books I used, <laughs> <laughs> um, and probably I think um, I kind of say in my book, mm-hmm. my book is different because it really is a how-to book for beginners. Mm-hmm. It's for people that say, "Oh, I've done my DNA. Mm-hmm. Now I have more questions." Mm-hmm. Or 
you know, I have heard this family story. Where do I go? How do I start? Mm -hmm. um, I really wanted this to be a resource for folks who had no idea where to go or what to do. And it's different from, like, the source mm -hmm. or the red book because I think those books were kind of written in a very traditional, mm -hmm. if I would say, mm -hmm. genealogy style. Mm -hmm. um, where the source kind of says, okay, you're looking for you know, Native American records, or you know, for Jewish records, or, you, or this is how you do Jewish research, mm -hmm. right? That's something you go to for that, but it's mm -hmm. very, matter of fact, I look, I own it, I use it, yeah. right? And the Red mm -hmm. Book, um, which I don't have, but what you call, is more around resources by state. Correct. Correct, right? So, I do that, you do. but mm -hmm. the thing that I, the, the chart that nearly killed me <laughs> was the vital records that vital records chart that I did by state mm -hmm. right of yep. marriage birth yes. mm -hmm. death and mm -hmm. divorce yes um i thought that was extremely important mm -hmm. to show people the restrictions as well as yes. the online resources yes so i and the book is written in a very kind of easygoing style mm -hmm. um as opposed to very formal mm -hmm. i think right i agree i agree and i love the sections that are done by state so it's easy to go in and say, okay, I can find what vital records are. And then you have the one on um, um, military. Yeah, Confederate Pension. By state yeah. as well, which is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that, I love that. Yeah. Those, I think my um, biggest chapters are definitely immigration and naturalization mm -hmm. and then the mm -hmm. military records. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the time, you know, I went through, when I was writing this book, it was very fascinating because I kind of wanted to incorporate history because that's a big part of genealogy. Right. And I think that's, not saying that they don't do that in, in like the source, mm -hmm. but I feel like incorporate in a way where it's unique little pieces and nuggets mm -hmm. that people didn't mm -hmm. know about. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, and telling stories from genealogy roadshow yes. as well. Mm -hmm. And then for the military, you know, I thought this is, people don't talk a lot, people, some people talk about Confederate pensions, but mm -hmm. it's not something that like the average person mm -hmm. really knows where to get those records. Right. So I thought that was extremely important. And I just wanted to make it just very user-friendly. And I think the publisher mm -hmm. did a fantastic job as far as the cover and layout mm -hmm. and things. I'm very happy mm -hmm. with that. I agree. I think it's it's very easy flow, very easy reading and understanding and, and everything. And you also have a lot of little tips yes. located yes. throughout there, which yes. are great. Yeah. 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 Nice little boxes. You can just like, you know, just focus right in on that. Yes. And, yeah. And they're all really right on tips. So. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Cool. It was kind of interesting in writing the book mm -hmm. that, you know, as a professional genealogist and knowing mm -hmm. other genealogists, I was mm -hmm. sort of like, for a while, I was like, oh my God, someone that knows, you know, C files is mm -hmm. going to know, you know, say, I didn't enter this thing, mm -hmm. this date wasn't correct. Right. You know, you kind of, mm -hmm. I think when you're writing a book, you, you know, self, you critique yourself as you go through mm -hmm. and edit. Mm -hmm. And finally, at some point, I said, you know what? This book isn't written for, it's great for professional right. genealogists, but yeah. this book. It's is written for the broader audience, mm -hmm. and that's why yeah. the publisher came to me to write it. Yeah, they wanted a book for everybody. Right, right. absolutely. Somebody not yeah. going into professional. Right. Yes. yes, and you yes. know, when you were saying, you know, you might have missed something or you didn't get it right. We all do that in our personal <laughs> genealogy. <laughs> exactly. Because somebody says to me, you know, you need to print off, you know, like a do a little booklet. I'm like, oh no, because I could be wrong somewhere, <laughs> or I don't have it all done. Right. So I'm not printing yeah. it off. Yeah. So yeah. And depending on when you started, I mean, I was telling someone the other day um, when I started 20 years ago, mm -hmm. I look at my first tree mm -hmm. of ancestry. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I look at that and thinking, okay, yeah. I need to. I feel like I need to just start over, right? Yeah. With all that right. I know, but yeah. that's one of the things when I talk about sites or sources, 
and everything in here is I don't want people to make the same mistakes that I made. Mm. Yes, and I'm glad I did see that little tip in there. Cite your sources. I was like, yes, because Penny and I are always preaching that. Yeah. And, um, you know, obviously, you know, we've, you've got um, Elizabeth Schoen Mills books to, you know, you can, you can reference, but cite those sources because mm-hmm. you spend so much time going back and trying to figure out where you got that information from. Mm-hmm. If you just take mm-hmm. a few more minutes, you know, it's the time consuming and nobody likes doing it. You yeah. know, I hate doing the footnotes, you know, but, um, it's worth it in the end. So I'm glad you it yeah, yeah, pointed that out. And I think the other thing, citing Elizabeth, talking about Elizabeth mm-hmm. Shaw Mills, right? The three of us know her, right? But if we talk to the person who is just starting family history, they have no right, idea. Right, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. So yeah. that's why it's important even if you know, reference her in mm-hmm. the book and her book as well. But right. yeah. it's like, I think that's important. That was important to me is that I found a genealogy. The books are written, they're very siloed, a lot mm-hmm. of them. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's someone that are beginning, mm-hmm. but they've been written a long time ago. Right. So how do you mm-hmm. kind of bring it up to date? Mm-hmm and then deal with all the changes we've seen mm-hmm. in genealogy over the past year. So I was hoping to kind of accomplish that. I was going to say, yes, you know, bringing in all those internet sources and yes. because that's where everyone's going now. Yes, mm-hmm. they are. You know, I mean, Penny and I, we took a road trip last spring, mm-hmm. you know, to do the, to do the onsite research, which is fun because you get to roll up your sleeves, you yes. get into the dusty, moldy books. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's exciting. Yeah. But most of our genealogy it starts on the internet and right so and a lot of those resources those older books that they have been updating them but still yeah it takes some time it does yeah Yeah. so that's that's good when did you decide you were going to do this book so that's the interesting thing um so i get an email on my website from Mm -hmm. like kenyataberry.com and it's like this guy from skyhorse and he says i want you to write a book I was like, okay, wow. This is interesting. So I I remember I was, I don't, I was probably doing some trip or something. I was Mm -hmm. in Alexandria, Virginia, and I used to live in Virginia, so I always stay in Old Town. And I was at the hotel, and I remember kind of talking to him, and I was like, Mm Are you really sure you want to publish this book? I mean, mm-hmm. have you did the market research? It's kind of funny for me to say that to <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay. And he says, well, you know, I wanted to be like, mm-hmm. it was a good toolkit. So mm-hmm. I want you to write a toolkit. Yeah. And um, the only thing he gave me was, as an example, mm-hmm. was the NARA toolkit. It's so the um, National Archives. Mm-hmm. Oh, sure. That toolkit they have around federal records right. and all the stuff they yeah. have there. And he said, something like this. Mm-hmm. And that's that. <laughs> Here you go. Here you go. Wow. And I was just like, oh, okay. Um, so I spent a lot of time kind of. Um, you know, I don't have a lot of stuff on my wall, so I have those big mm-hmm. post-its, mm-hmm. and I just did it by, like, all the different records, the different chapters. Sure. Okay. I started mm-hmm. doing, okay. I was going to Santa Monica Library, getting, like, John P. Coletta's books. I'm getting, mm-hmm. like, everything I can to mm-hmm. kind of understand, mm-hmm. um, you know, for areas that I don't know as much about. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and it became, it was interesting because I wrote the book while I was working full-time mm-hmm. in software sales. Wow. So I was, I had to sell, like, multi-million dollars mm-hmm. worth of software, mm-hmm. software, and I was writing mm-hmm. the book. So it was a challenge, mm-hmm. but it definitely paid off. Nice, yeah. very good. Yeah. Yeah. And it not most, and, mm-hmm. I, and I found out mm-hmm. when I went to a writers conference because mm-hmm. um, I had a contract, but not a literary agent. So mm-hmm. I had to find an agent, mm-hmm. but I just handed her a contract. So it was like, it was huh. like a little backwards, right? Yeah. 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 And I found out yeah. when I went to a um, a writers conference mm-hmm. in um, Pasadena. Mm-hmm. So they had us. Everyone's talking and whatever else, and then they have us in this bridge. They said, "Walk across the bridge. You have an agent. And let's say there's like 25 people there, right? Mm-hmm. 
doing me and one other person that had an agent. So all of these writers, because it's so hard to apparently get an agent, right? So all these writers came up to me and they said, well, how did you get your agent? And I just didn't even want to tell them the experience. Because I'm like, they've probably been writing for 10 years. And here I am. Right. Right. First you know, book. First yeah. book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I show up. So. But it was, but I, I mean, it was interesting. interesting experience. Yeah. So what did you learn? Um, you, you you mentioned that um, you know you had to write about in areas in genealogy that you were not expert in. I mean, yeah. we all have those mm-hmm. areas where we're, we feel very comfortable, and in others that we don't. We kind of stay away from DNA. <laughs> we know what we do. That's for sure. <laughs> so what did you? Uh, so what did you learn? Um. So I kind of there's a couple of things. Mm-hmm. One of the, the key factors um, that I learned is that in doing in writing the book, I didn't know a lot mm-hmm. about Native American research. I knew enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew a little bit about European, mm-hmm. um, nothing mm-hmm. about Jewish ancestry. Sure. And then I kind of figured, but for African American research, you mm-hmm. have to know European and African American. Yes. Right. So yeah. it was kind of interesting for me to do everything mm-hmm. because I didn't. I didn't shy away from something, but I didn't know it. That's mm-hmm. why I got all the mm-hmm. resources together mm-hmm. to try to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wasn't afraid to, well, I was for a little bit afraid to write about something I didn't know anything about. But yeah. then I also thought, the average person's not going to know that I don't know this in depth. Mm-hmm. So I'm just giving them enough to get started. And so that's how I Right. You're not, mm-hmm. you're not mm-hmm. telling, you're not saying I'm an expert in this. No. You're saying this is where no. you need, this is where you need to start because this is where I would start. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So that's mm-hmm. what I was doing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Because people who are using this book, too, are just getting started. Mm-hmm. So, right, yeah. they don't need the in-depth. If you're going to do German research, you're going to oh. get books on German research. Right. Right. Not, yeah. right. You start here, and then you start building. And yeah. Um, yeah, and that's, and that's why I use, actually, you know, I provide a lot of resources mm-hmm. for that. Right. Yeah. Um, and, the, you know, what I chose, what was interesting, the European section, I chose, like, I think I did... Um, I can't remember, but Italian, you know, I did, um, yeah, I did a little bit of German, um, mm-hmm. and then, um, you know, the Irish, right. um, English, mm-hmm. Wales, uh, Scotland and Wales, and I chose those because I kind of looked at the numbers and statistics mm-hmm. from the Census Bureau of mm-hmm. what people claim as their heritage, mm-hmm. sure. and I thought, I can't yeah. do it all, mm-hmm. right, mm-hmm. or this would never get done. Right. Let me take the top four, mm-hmm. most common, sure. get them started on that, and then yeah. dig a little bit deeper. Right. So That's that was sort of the logic mm-hmm. behind mm-hmm. that section. Okay. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. the, um, the section in the very back. Mm-hmm. Um... I love that you've just got the lists back there. Yeah. After adoption. You've got even a section on adoption, too. On adoption, which yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is one of the things that I did with the book as well is um, for the adoption section. So mm-hmm. I actually had a couple of um, genealogists that I know uh, review the book before I turned it in. Good. So I had a woman sure. who was adopted mm-hmm. review the adoption. Be, you know, mm-hmm. I have no knowledge mm-hmm. of that, right? Mm-hmm. I right. Yeah. review that section. Mm-hmm. And then I also had... Um, a friend of mine reviewed the immigration naturalization mm-hmm. and someone else to review the military. Because mm-hmm. I just wanted to make sure I was sort of mm-hmm. sure. on the, you know, heading in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, which is kind of unusual, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing like a genealogy book. Nice. That typically right. happens in like mm-hmm. academic settings. Exactly, right. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. Very good. Good for you. I like how you showed and your D- you showed your own DNA. Yes. But then <laughs> you showed how different companies 
will present yes. the uh, your results. So, so that was that was really mm-hmm. interesting too because it's it's important it to is. look at both. It know? is. And what's interesting about that, and I tell someone this today, is the DNA that I have in there for mm-hmm. ancestry. Yeah. They mm-hmm. changed their algorithm. And, they did. Yeah. And they so did. the way they changed it, mm-hmm. it's like I was. I don't know. 44% Ivy Coast Ghana, and mm-hmm. like that's dropped significantly. Right. Yeah. Um, because they changed it. So that, and when I started writing the book, mm-hmm. I think Ancestry had only sold like 3 million mm-hmm. kids. Oh, okay. And by wow. the time it was published, it was like 10, mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is yeah. today. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it was, it's interesting how DNA has exploded, and a lot of questions that I get. Um, is around DNA and privacy. So mm-hmm. when I was on the, the show this morning, daytime, um, one of the hosts had actually tested and the other mm-hmm. one hadn't tested. Mm-hmm. And she said her main concern was privacy and what sure. she do with their data. Mm-hmm. And my first DNA test, and mm-hmm. I put it in the book, was actually with uh, Family Tree DNA. Right. And mm-hmm. I did their empty DNA test mm-hmm. in about 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are... Uh, you know, I have gone through their lab because mm-hmm. we did a little segment for Genealogy Roadshow, but it didn't air. But mm-hmm. I went to Houston and saw everything. Yeah. But they come out and said they're not necessarily, they don't sell your data. Mm-hmm. They don't sell it to companies. Mm-hmm. And it's with, because they're the only one that has their lab, it stays with right. them. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we've seen this concern about privacy because of all those cold cases. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, it does. Solved. Which Absolutely. are fascinating. They're fascinating. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's that old, it's that old gen match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it's the yeah. genealogy, you know, the geologists. Yeah. We're like, oh, we just love this tool. Let's upload, you know, whatever. Yeah. And then yeah. next thing you know, there's yeah. multiple uh-huh. people. Yeah. They're using it in law enforcement. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh. It is. Yeah. I, that's, that's the one thing that I came across is people who are like hesitant because of the privacy issues. And, yeah. You know, but, um, yeah, I've tested and I've tested, um, in my boys on the Y DNA and family tree DNA. Yeah. I have one, ch- I have one son who's adopted and mm-hmm. one who um, is biological. And uh, my adopted son, his uh, paternal grandfather was adopted. So I knew the family, and then I went like, oh, wait a minute, he's adopted too? Now what do I do? But there was a name in the family that came up, and so when I touched his Y-DNA, that name was right there. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. That's super cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Yeah. And that's what I tell people. um, I did this other show, and we were talking about privacy. She Mm -hmm. said, well, I've been so concerned. What's what's the advantage of DNA? And I said adoption. Mm-hmm. As the yeah. first, just mm-hmm. sharing that story, I think yeah. it's great. Right. And I think we are on the, I think of DNA as sort of like the Wild West mm-hmm. of where we were, you know, 10 years ago, yes. right? Because yes. mm-hmm. we're in the cusp yeah. of right. this wave. I don't know what's going to be on the other side of it, yeah. mm-hmm. but I really mm-hmm. think we're going to see some changes that yeah. occur. I like that description of that. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, a good absolutely. visual. Mm-hmm. Well, I think you know, a hundred years from now, uh, our society is changing in ways where uh, we don't see couples getting legally married. Mm-hmm. So there aren't going to be those marriage records that right. we're going to be able to, to rely right. on. So there's going to be a lot. Of, the documentation is going to be much different a hundred mm-hmm. years from now, and the DNA may be that's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. You know? yeah. So we have to. That's very true. The other thing that the Y DNA did for my uh, my biological son was I put him into a group, a study group, and they were able to sort out every man who was in that group and into different categories, and then that helps me then identify where that this this particular DNA settled in this part of uh, North Carolina. So now I I can go to that county and start looking, you know, rather than you know the entire state of North Carolina. So that was very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, 
that's something that I need to continue to, to learn about. So, but yeah. Well, it seems like, so far you've, that's, you've got some good experience in the stories, at least. Absolutely. Yeah. No, it's, it's worked out really well. So, yeah. Yep. So that, that's a really neat, um, example that you have in that book, in the book. Yeah. Yeah. So yours has changed since. Has changed. Yes. My ancestry has changed. Um, I've tested a lot of my family, but Mm -hmm. most of, you know, my, um, I talk a lot about my personal story Mm -hmm. and my family, um, from, Virginia and mm-hmm. upstate New York and yeah. Detroit, um, you know, tried to, it's interesting in, I didn't get started doing my own family, right? I started doing my ex-boyfriend's family, which mm-hmm. everyone finds fascinating. Um, it was interesting because he had, a, he was named after his second great-grandfather. Okay. And so he had his middle name, mm-hmm. which was Dewelly, mm-hmm. and that was his surname, so D-W-E-L-L-E. That's okay. an interesting surname. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great place to start African-American genealogy, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But the interesting thing with him was that he had, and I'm sure I mentioned George in the book, um, he was list, listed in one of those biographical sketches, right? And That's had, what you, yeah. You yeah, said, and mm-hmm, so yeah. He, it was such a, you know, having that kind of genealogical discovery mm-hmm, your first right, time, yeah. you know, getting to my family, that was mm-hmm. like, ah, you know, they're not that great, or mm-hmm. they're not that, you know, they're just average. But then I've learned over the years, because mm-hmm. um, I've reconnected with cousins, that we just, we have a very, very fascinating story. Mm-hmm. And so because of my research, I mean, going back to upstate New York, mm-hmm. I have a cousin in D.C. who's writing a book about mm-hmm. sort of the women in our family nice. in Central right. Virginia. Oh, and we're super connected to... Um, so we're in Orange, Madison, and Culpeper County. Yeah. And those counties mm-hmm. include um, Albemarle, too. Mm-hmm. But they include Montpelier, mm-hmm. Monticello, mm-hmm. the Highlands, mm-hmm. and, like, some mm-hmm. other, mm-hm. like, all the presidential stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, all of that. Yeah, and so yeah. I go there back, back there uh-huh. all the time. Uh-huh. But it's always great to, as you talked about, it reminded me, going to the county, being able yeah. to go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. 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 The other thing that you also bring up in here, I think in the very beginning, is asking yourself questions mm-hmm. when you're getting started. And that's really interviewing yourself. Mm-hmm. Because even mm-hmm. I was surprised because I think I know, you know, you, you think you know, but I found out that my grandparents weren't married in the county where they were born, lived their entire lives, and died. They actually went to a different state. I think, Penny, you found out that mm-hmm. you had grandparents oh, who went yeah. to a different country to, to get married. Oh, to get yeah. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I well, make those assumptions, well, you know, and I. so you have to interview yourself and then really take um, an inventory of what you think you know and what you actually have documented well and you know what else is so important about that is a lot of times we don't think our story is important so we're not writing it down like well I know that or who cares about my life right Mm -hmm. and you know even my mom still to this day I'll I'll say please write this stuff down she's like oh you know I'll get to it you know Mm -hmm. it's like yeah, no, you're like, yeah, and I think that's that is so true that people don't think their mm-hmm. own story is fascinating, mm-hmm. but it is, and that's one of the things that I love about genealogy mm-hmm. and about doing family history is there are a lot of people that our ancestors that came before us didn't think their stories were fascinating, but right. here we are looking for fascinated, fascinated, yes. looking for them 100, 150 Absolutely. years. Yeah. Um, yes. and for my own family. You know, when I look at my line, and I go back to my fifth grade grandmother, mm-hmm. um, Mildred Payne. When I look at Mildred, I'm like, okay, I want to know more about you. Yeah. You know, I yeah. want to know about you. I mean, you were enslaved. Mm-hmm. I mean, you died in 1880, but I want to know yeah. more about you. And yeah. then I know that your daughter, 
lived over to be like a hundred and then right. other people yeah. lived over to be like I wanna know all mm-hmm. those stuff mm-hmm. about yeah. what your life was like and I'm yeah. sure at that time mm-hmm. they didn't think, Oh, my story's important to someone. Right. It, right. Is. it is. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Every family has a has wonderful stories that really yeah. need they do need to be told. Yeah. They do for sure. Yeah. For sure. Now, African American genealogy, the yes. challenges. Yeah. I've actually done some of that in, in Virginia. Oh, and yes. And all so, Virginia. All they do. They do. But they do. Um, it was fascinating. But mm-hmm. there's definitely some challenges. So you address those in the book as well. Yes. Um it was funny in writing the book. Mm-hmm. I was so like I was so immersed in mm-hmm. all the other things. Mm-hmm. Not that I was immersed in African American, but okay. because I've done it so much. Yeah. I was sort of like, oh, these other things are so fascinating. <laughs> um, but with African American genealogy, there are tons of challenges. Mm-hmm. The first myth that I would like for your listeners mm-hmm. to understand is that the myth that records don't exist right. is not true. Yeah. They do. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to find them. Yeah. yeah. That's it. True. I mean, that's, mm-hmm. that's very true. Mm-hmm. The second myth I address is not everyone's named after the person that enslaved them. Mm-hmm. They did not mm-hmm. take their surname. That's true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. unless it was an unusual surname mm-hmm. like Dewelly or Simpkins mm-hmm. or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. but if it's a Barry or Carter, you can't assume that. Mm-hmm. Um, the challenges in doing African American genealogy is really trying to get to the last enslaver. Right. So once you find that person's name, the documentation is attached to them. Mm-hmm. So I call it a bonus family, but in African American mm-hmm. genealogy, you have to, I know most people don't like that, but you have to like literally do two trees. Sure. Yeah. You do. Right. Yeah. You do. Mm-hmm. And so you have this additional yes. family that you have to track mm-hmm. to find your family yeah. because the records are related mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yep. or that's what the records will be. Mm-hmm. So those mm-hmm. are challenges. The mm-hmm. other challenge to talk about in the book, and um, I'm really big on studying. When I study slavery, I study in a way as a, as a scholar. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's not just as a genealogist. Um, the domestic slave trade mm-hmm. was a huge mm-hmm. impact because almost 900,000 enslaved people were forcibly moved from Virginia into Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana mm-hmm. um, during that time period. Mm-hmm. So the 1830s to 1860s, right? Mm-hmm. In that 30 years. That's a huge number. Huge. Yeah, huge. Number. Yes. Wow. So what you have. That's interesting. That how do I find. The, you know, the folks, that, the families that yeah. were separated. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that becomes a real challenge mm-hmm. because you don't have everyone staying in one place. Yeah. Um, and then you also have families from Virginia mm-hmm. after uh, the Indian Removal Act and the, the West opened up. Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, mm-hmm. moving to Mississippi mm-hmm. in those areas. Mm-hmm. So what I try to do in my work is really help people understand the history and try to get those documents related to domestic slave trade mm-hmm. um, and understand slave trading mm-hmm. because in that way you can get those names and be able okay, to understand that right. stuff. Um, yeah, but for the average person just mm-hmm. starting out doing African-American research, mm-hmm. it can be challenging. Mm-hmm. I think it's an 1870 brick wall. Yep. Um, right. Reconstruction, mm-hmm. which no one really talks about a lot, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But that's when you have like the Freedmen's Bureau. Yes. Um, and that's not the end-all, be-all. It's not the end-all, be-all. I mean, but Reconstruction yeah. was, you know, chaos. I mean, so yes. it was chaos. So Reconstruction yes. was chaos. And so how do you even find people? I've been to um, lectures, or there used to be newspaper ads where they put in information wanted. It was people looking for their families. Oh, wow. So they, yeah, so they're trying to reconnect yeah. after. Trying to reconnect. Wow. Mm-hmm. So there's so resources like that. Like newspapers okay. are really good for mm-hmm. that type of stuff. Um, you know, if you see someone in 1870 and they're in Mississippi, mm-hmm. um, 
you know, look at the counties, look for people that are, you know, let's say they're in Mississippi, but they were born in North Carolina. Yeah. Look for the people in the county that were born in North Carolina around, you know, around the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they were all probably came together. They, mm-hmm. they could have. Mm-hmm. Or the other thing is um, during what's also fascinating, and I won't read too deep in this, is to show my history, my history nerd. <laughs> <laughs> but what's also fascinating is after the Civil War, most of the these big planters mm-hmm. lost everything, right? Because yeah. their most valuable yeah, right. asset was their human capital, right? right? Yes, absolutely. So, so they lost all this stuff. So all there's a yeah. ton of newspapers mm-hmm. that have de- sales of their property. Mm-hmm. So, oh, we're selling this former plantation by this person. Mm-hmm. If you can look at that and say, okay, well, I know my family in 1870 was in this location. Mm-hmm. Yes. I know this former plantation, which is now being sold. Was in this location. Mm-hmm. Yes, maybe or may not. That may or may not be the slavery, but it helps to narrow it down because that's okay. a big thing. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. A very fascinating. I work a lot with um, historians of slavery. Okay. A lot. Um, mm-hmm. I'm like on the board of this whole mm-hmm. thing with mm-hmm. Cornell and mm-hmm. UVA. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't talk about it a lot because I like to do it in the background. It's because of my own personal project, but it's really trying to help people. But there, there are so many African Americans out there who want to know more, they and they're very curious. Yes. Yeah. And they and do. but it's it's a whole different. It's very different than it's, than doing it is. someone who has a European history. Right? It, so, so it's very different, yeah. and it's also I find people come to me um, once they do their DNA. Mm-hmm. So say I've done my DNA. Okay. Right. So then what's next, mm-hmm. African Americans or? A lot of, you know, I started to take clients once I, you know, left my job and the book was published. Yeah. And a lot of people come to me with very, very complex, mm-hmm. you know, kind of problems yeah. that they've been doing for 20 years, but they've mm-hmm. hit this brick wall. Um, it's something that can be done. Mm-hmm. It takes patience, but it also mm-hmm. takes, as you know, with anything, you have to understand the county, mm-hmm. you have to understand the, the records within the county. Mm-hmm. And a big resource are universities. I mean, so yes. many. So many. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. Mm-hmm. So many universities. I remember yeah. I would, um, I'm working a lot at the University of Mississippi, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, and the University of Mississippi, um, they invited me, I think it was, yeah, February. I went there and they invited me to do, um, they have a group called, there's a group called Universities Studying Slavery. It's a bunch of universities. Uh, UVA, University of Virginia, started mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It's about, 4550 mm-hmm. that are involved. I've been in their conference and it's all these historians of slavery. And um, Mississippi, University of Mississippi invited me in February to talk to their universities, their slavery study group, which consisted of like 50 people mm-hmm. historians, um, a Faulkner scholar. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a, wow. yeah, it was a broad group. Mm-hmm. But one of the things they did is they went to special collections and they said, okay. We want to show you some stuff. Mm-hmm. And I, I get chills thinking about it. Mm-hmm. They brought out this book. I mean, it wasn't mm-hmm. even that big. It mm-hmm. was a plantation record. Mm-hmm. And it had yeah. the names mm-hmm. of, oh my gosh. of these enslaved mm-hmm. people yeah. on the different yeah. plantations. Yeah. And I'm like, it was like, yeah. when I opened it, they were currently, mm-hmm. they, I felt like they were like, finally, someone's mm-hmm. found me. And I yes. thought, this mm-hmm. book is hidden. But these people mm-hmm. want to be found. And it mm-hmm. makes them real. It makes them real. Yeah. It was so, yeah. I was just like, Oh, you got to digitize. Like, <laughs> right. Digitize, right? Yeah. <laughs> what are you waiting for? Yeah, but it's, 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 those types mm-hmm. of records exist, but it's just, like, you mm-hmm. know, navigating them to find Absolutely, them. you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You have to go beyond the courthouse, beyond yes. the the official state records. Right. So, yeah. And then also, I think, and I've said this on mm-hmm. um, different, um, I think it was on um, another uh, podcast, but it's just like, make 
friends or not friends, but you know, get to know the historians mm-hmm. in the areas right. in which you're interested. Yeah. I know there's been this stigma for years with genealogy, which is hobbyists, they're mm-hmm. academics, mm-hmm. all of that. Let's right. get beyond that mm-hmm. because right. they study the most just like obscure stuff and they have very detailed records. I mean, mm-hmm. I had two historians show me they um, one wrote a book on kind of the economics of slavery. So they have this money and they go to New Orleans or go to Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Louisiana is a crazy state to research in. Yeah. <laughs> but they have great records. Okay. And they showed me all these notorial records, records from the notary, mm-hmm. and it was literally every slave transaction. Oh my goodness. From this period yeah. of time. And I'm like, and I said, well, what are you going to do with this? He's like, well, I use it to write my book. I'm like, put it sitting on your laptop. Like, <laughs> Wow. Share. Share, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I say somebody's looking for those people in that book. Yeah. Yeah. The other thing that that you can do is look, like you said, look for those records. Look for those. I was reading a diary when I was in Virginia at um, the Library of Virginia. Mm -hmm. And it was a diary written during um, the Civil War. And it brings in those people that, you know, I saw their names in the Mm -hmm. deed book. Yes. They're mentioned. Mm -hmm. They happen to be mentioned in this Mm -hmm. um, diary. So now you're getting that fuller story. Mm -hmm. And it may not be your actual actual, um, descent or uh, ancestor in that, but gives you an idea of what they were like right. was like and where in the area that they were living at the time. So, yeah. yeah, it brings much more color into it. So, it does. Yeah. It does. Yeah. When I do research, it's interesting you mention that cuz I I'm such a nerd. I love dissertations. So I will oh, be Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is that's a little strange. <laughs> I know. I know. But I, I will read it. I will read dissertations. <laughs> it's funny cuz it gives you that that, that historical context. Absolutely, yeah. I remember I was doing a project for a journalist and I was mm-hmm. trying to find um, some enslaved people that were moved from one county in Mississippi to another one, mm-hmm. um, probably like in the eight, early 1860s, and then moved to Texas in mm-hmm. 1863. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that was a challenge. Yeah. But one of the things that helped me was the one of the men involved in the business deal, his wife, mm-hmm. had written a memoir. And so oh, she was talking, yeah, she was talking about, and they had plantations both in Louisiana and Mississippi. Okay. Mm-hmm. So she was talking about the journey, and she mentioned mm-hmm. some names, but it was just, mm-hmm. it gave that historical context, right. and it's yeah. great to hear yeah. her point of view. Right, exactly, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. yeah. Cool okay. stuff. Well, you're going to be at Roots Tech. In I February. Am. I am going to mm-hmm. be at Roots Tech mm-hmm. in February, nice. um, and I will be giving a couple of lectures, mm-hmm. um, presentations, I think they call them. Um, I am doing, let's see, so I'm doing an extra panel, mm-hmm. okay. um, a couple of folks, and then I am actually talking about slave trading with slave speculation mm-hmm. at which time, okay. um, I don't think this ever happened. Right. And then I'm talking about also my father's side of the family, mm-hmm. um, which is around oil and uh, slave marriages. Uh-huh. So what's oh. interesting about that is I... Multiple years ago, um, well, actually, 20 years ago, my dad gave me this court case when I started law school. He's like, this is about our family. We had oil in Arkansas. And I was like, ah, whatever, dad, you're conspiracy theorist. I didn't go to the court. I did. I was like, I And um, so years later, I look at it. I go back to it. And um, it, I can't remember how, I think it's my third great grandmother. But on that side of the family, I'm really talking about kind of in East Texas and in Arkansas, mm-hmm. there were a lot of um, 
African Americans owned land, and but that land had oil in it. Okay. And once the oil was discovered, there was a process, legal or illegal, right. to get that land back. Ah. So one of my ancestors died in about 1946. Okay. With two oil-producing wells on his property. He had, he had no children. So his wife got automatically through his head. While his dad was formerly enslaved. Uh -huh. Because he was formerly enslaved, you know, slaves couldn't get married. So we, right. so they had to go through and find out mm -hmm. who his kind of, who the mm -hmm. descendants yeah. were. Right. Yeah. So there's a long court case that mm -hmm. went to like 1951, mm -hmm. and it went to Arkansas Supreme Court, and mm -hmm. basically they defined, they recognized slave marriage as jumping over the broom. Right. And my, Pat, I was from the Patsy line, mm -hmm. so my ancestor Patsy mm -hmm. was in this, is in this court case. Mm -hmm. And all of our, my, I think it was my great-grandmother, mm -hmm. used to get penny checks, so to speak, mm -hmm. from this this whole court case that went out. So I'm talking about that and sort of how that happened mm -hmm. in East Texas. And the last but not least, um, and this will be an interesting one to talk about because mm -hmm. uh, I've been doing this for a year. We'll see. And I live in Santa Monica. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it's, talking, it's called uh, Jumping Off the Cliff to Pursue Your Dreams and it's oh. on the entrepreneurship track. And it, oh, okay. And it'll really nice. talk about my journey to mm -hmm. leave a well-paying software job yeah. uh -huh. being a single woman with no mm -hmm. kids to mm -hmm. do genealogy full-time. Yeah. Right. We'll see what happens yeah. in 2019 on that one. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's, that's what I'll be talking about. Well, I think so far you've done pretty well with that. Well, thank I think you. so, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. Good. And, and of course, you're still doing the genealogy roadshow. Is that still happening, or is that? It's an. I like to say in hiatus. It hasn't okay. been canceled, but okay. it hasn't been renewed. I think it's really a funding issue at this okay. point. Okay. Um, okay. Because that is such a fun show to watch. Yeah, we love Just doing it. Yeah. Love getting all the history out of that one. Yeah, yeah. So that's we love doing it. So we would love yeah. to have it. Find some money. And get right. it back going. Right. For sure. Well, thank right. you for stopping by. It was yes. wonderful to see you here yes. in Tampa. And yes. um, good luck to you. Good luck to, um, on the book. We're going to have you. a link to the book we will. Um, on our book. website. So oh, people perfect. can go there and then they can just link it right to It's on Amazon. And yes. Amazon. It, has so, number, okay. it was I got the number one bestseller pop-up. Oh, yay! Congratulations. Congratulations. Yay. That's awesome. All right. That good. Awesome. All right. Well, well very great. good. So it's nice, until, nice meeting you and thank you so much for being yeah. here. And until right. next time. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly. And never drink around genealogical documents.